I'm Mandy Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And today is the first video in a series regarding professionalism for the broker who wants to make real estate a career and not just a job. And I'm grateful today to be joined by my friend Camden Schutte. Camden, would you introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Camden Schutte. I'm the designated broker for Coldwell Banker 360 team and 360 property management on Whidbey Island. Thanks for having me. And Camden, uh, not intentionally, but just by birthright, <laughs> has made not only a career, but a whole life out of real estate. He was born into a real estate family, and now he is a designated broker of that of the same company that he grew up in. Yep. Is that that's, right? That's right. I always said I wanted to do anything but real estate. And then when I was getting out of college, I told my dad, I want to get into real estate. What did you do with my son? And it's been, a, it's been an awesome career. Awesome career. Because you made it a career, that's right? right? All right. So within your career as a real estate, you will hopefully develop areas of expertise, Absolutely. right? And in fact, the agency law assumes that you will have areas of expertise because the agency law requires every broker, this is an unwaivable duty, every broker to advise their client to seek the advice of an expert in areas that exceed the scope of a broker's expertise. So that necessarily assumes you have a scope of expertise. And when you're when an issue in the transaction exceeds that scope of expertise, you have a duty to advise your client to seek the advice of an expert in that area that exceeds your scope of expertise. Yep. So <clears throat> Camden, let's start this conversation. Would you consider yourself an expert in the area of, of, real, of real estate sales on Whidbey Island? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Colville. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know nothing about what it would take to do a real estate transaction. Walla Walla. Nope. Nope. Different city, different disclosures. Who knows? Okay. I know that I don't know enough to, to do business there. Okay, you don't necessarily know what there is to know about Walla nope. Walla, but you know you don't know it. That's right. Awesome. I think that's the very first step, right? And and Camden just referenced. So tell us in 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 Whatcom County, for example, would you consider yourself an expert there? No, and well, see, the fact that I even have to question that would make me say no. Okay, I'm still going to pick on Whatcom County, and probably this is true in Island County also, but there are specific disclosure requirements related to, well, I know there are in Island County, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so somebody, let's let's reverse it for a minute. Somebody from Walla Walla may not know of the disclosure requirements that are, are um, mandated yep. in Island County, correct? That's correct. All right, and vice versa. So when you mentioned that you're, you may not know disclosure requirements, there are disclosure requirements required county by county, city by city, absolutely. regionally, right? Okay. But I have a question for you. Yep. All right. So I picked on Walla Walla intentionally because in Island County, you're a member of Northwest MLS, right? We are. Yeah. And absolutely. Walla Walla is now Northwest MLS. So technically, you could actually represent a buyer who's purchasing in Walla Walla, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, my license is for the entire state. We couldn't be farther apart from the one corner to the other. That's right. Okay. So your license covers it. Your MLS even covers it. Yep. Would you, in very general conceptual terms, would you likely earn greater compensation 
by representing a buyer in Walla Walla directly than you would by referring that buyer? I think the initial reaction is yes. Compensation is usually more if you're representing the buyer than in a referral agreement. But there might be a lot more that goes into that consideration. For example? I mean, just the business expense of it. I mean, hopefully you're making the trip to Walla Walla to be there for the things your clients need you to be for, be there for. And that's going to cost you extra time and money. I'm sure there's others as well. Like what if you don't make those trips, right? Are, are you providing reasonable skill and care to your buyer client buying on the other side of the state if you're not there? No. Are you providing reasonable skill and care to your buyer who's buying on the other side of the state even if you are there, but if you don't know the region? Absolutely not. And you know, our, you talk about region, our business has changed. So there, you do have to cross county lines. My dad talks always talked about how on North Whidbey Island, you could make a good living um, between you know, Arnold Road and Deception Pass is a specific area. And now our business has changed. We have to be more of a regional. I mean, just look at inventory alone. You have to be more of a regional broker. You know, we might end up over in Fidalgo Island or Skagit Valley, and they have different requirements. But we've had to take the time to get to know those so we have the knowledge to work in those areas. But you have to know where that line is. Okay, so, <clears throat> It's not a, it's not a, it's not this little cocoon that we build for ourselves that never expands, right? Right, absolutely. If you if you need your expertise to expand, you can certainly expand your expertise, but make sure that well, I think what I think that what Camden was just saying is that certainly your area of expertise can expand, but make sure that your business doesn't expand faster than your area of expertise, right? That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And if it does, find someone to partner with in that area so you can take the time to learn it while still making sure your client has someone with the knowledge to serve them in that area. Agreed. So what about beyond geography? What, what about subject matter expertise? Oh man, expertise? I, I think of property management. I had the opportunity to run our property management department for a while and now even as the DB, I have to oversee it. And in the world that we're in with the complexities of some of the law changes, trying to do property management in a one-off situation, uh, that would, I don't think that would fit into to working within our knowledge base. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and, and a hotline question I receive so often, it comes from both sides. It comes from listing brokers and it comes from buyer brokers. And in both scenarios, buyers trying to answer questions post-closing for their buyer who's now trying to deal with a tenant. That's you another know, topic in itself, doing something after post-closing, right? Well, that is a different topic altogether. But for the purposes of this <laughs> conversation, the residential sales broker who represented a buyer who's now dealing with property management issues, that residential sales broker is not does not have the expertise, particularly in today's market, to answer property management questions unless they do, right? right? But just because you're in residential sales doesn't mean you have that expertise. And then the same thing, I get hotline questions all the time from people who are or want to be a listing broker for a particular seller, but that seller's got to figure out how to terminate a tenancy first. And so the question comes to me, what kind of notice do we need to give? How long? And my answer is always don't give that information truthfully, brokers. As a lawyer, as a real estate lawyer, I wouldn't give advice to a seller right now about the type of notice that's required or the amount of notice that's required or how that notice is going to be delivered. The law is just too complex at this point. The landlord tenant law 
specifically the just cause provision. There, oh, yes. You just can't go between sales and property management anymore like you used to. No, and even as property managers, we have to know where that line is because the way the laws are now, there all the complexities. Thankfully, we're out of the restrictions from COVID, so it's not changing in almost what feels like every day. Yeah. But we still have to, at times, refer them to an attorney. And I think you mentioned it in one of your other videos. Make sure it's an attorney who is practicing landlord-tenant law exactly. regularly and that they have that knowledge. Right. So what about uh, Camden? Have you seen residential real estate brokers dabble in commercial? Oh, absolutely. Or vice versa? Absolutely. I think in our area, because we don't have a ton of commercial like you'd see in the city, uh, it's more the residential dabbling in commercial. And we have some great commercial brokers on the island. And my recommendation would be that if you have a client who's looking at commercial, partner with them. If you want to get into commercial, just like getting into a new area, partner with someone who has the knowledge so that you can gain it before you get into that aspect of business. But really, Camden, isn't commercial real estate the same as residential real estate, just bigger commissions? No. No. That's like saying residential and property management are the same. They're totally different. There's a reason there's been a long, ongoing conversation about creating different licenses for those three different topics. Yeah. There, there could not be bigger differences between residential no. sales and commercial sales. And I don't think that somebody who's an expert in either is competent necessarily to come practice in the other subject matter. So know your expertise. Absolutely. Whether it's geographical, whether it's subject matter. If you want to expand your expertise, go get the education and experience you need to do that. Get the support from within your firm that you need to do that. But until you have that expertise, utilize a referral network, right? Absolutely. Re refer to a broker in Colville. Refer to a broker in Walla Walla. Refer to a local broker who specializes in commercial. And work together so you get the experience. I think, I think it was in another, again, in another recent video, I think maybe the Team Mayhem videos about how to structure a referral agreement so you can feel confident that that client's still yours after the transaction. Exactly. I, ultimately, though, in all of this, I think it goes back to know, knowing that we there's things we don't know and being willing to admit that. Yeah, I agree. If you have questions about this video or any other topic, send an email to me, legalhotline at warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.